Welcome back to Babylon 5 versus Deep Space 9, the greatest podcast about the two great 90s space station shows. But today we're going to talk about the Suicide Squad movie. And in some ways, this will be the most disagreeable episode of this podcast I will ever have to record because I have to open it by begrudgingly saying to my co-host and nemesis, Matt, all right, all right, you were right. I was wrong. The movie is good. Grumble, grumble, grumble. In your face, in your face. This is the lowest point in my life. Yeah. I told you it was a good movie. You didn't believe me. Have you watched Deadpool 2 yet? Hell no, and I never will. Bitch, watch Deadpool 2. You'll like it as well. No, I won't. Deadpool you will love awful. it. I hate Deadpool. This is the same crap. Same crap. It's like, you didn't want to watch The Suicide Squad. Now you're like, oh, it's actually a good movie. I like this. It's not a traditional I... superhero film. Deadpool 2, you'll like. Oh, you will this not, you... totally is a traditional superhero film. You will hate, you'd hate Deadpool 1. I know you will not. If you'd hate Deadpool 1, you'd love Deadpool 2. But the thing is, is I like The Suicide Squad as a concept. I'm just burnt out on superhero movies. You like X-Men 2. You're all into X-Men and X-Force and everything like that. Deadpool 2 is basically an X-Force movie. Yeah, I like superhero comics. I'm very burnt out on superhero movies because they're all the same. There's just amusing variations on the formula, which The Suicide Squad was an amusing variation on the formula. But I, I hate like Deadpool as a concept. Like I, I loathe the character so intensely. So there are no very. So what you're saying is that comic books are are, are all like all unique and stuff, and they're, they they don't just copy the same stuff. I'm saying that there's a lot more potential to do different time different types of storytelling in monthly comic books than there is in these two hour movies that are like all the same plot. They're all the same plot. They just swap the genre trappings around and then it'd feel like, ooh, Winter Soldier's really an espionage movie. Ooh, Ant-Man's really a heist movie. It's like, no, they're really the same movie. They just move around the most superficial trappings and then annoying people on the internet act like they're wholly different. Okay, Winter Soldier is way darker, and Ant-Man is kind of funny, so there's the difference. But there's still, it's the exact same type of story. Like, you're never going to see a superhero movie that's like, oh, it's the superheroes bullshitting, or oh, it's the superheroes doing an unconventional mode of storytelling. It's always just going to be, oh, there's a huge threat, we have to unite, also, I have daddy issues. That's the only thing you can do in a superhero movie. There's no other way to do it. Well, speaking of that plot, let's move into this plot of this story, which is just what you described. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> all right. So if you haven't watched Suicide Squad, uh, the, me, the Suicide Squad, if you've not watched this film, uh, spoilers, we're going to be talking about everything involved with The Suicide Squad. So if you haven't watched it, do so now. All right, so who was your favorite major character, Matt? I love Peacemaker. Peacemaker was awesome. Why do you like Peacemaker so much? Because John Cena's pretty funny. I didn't think John Cena was going to be that funny, but he's hilarious. Do you think John Cena knows he's being funny? And this will be a common theme in my questions today, but do you think John Cena knows he's being funny? Or do you think John Cena thinks Peacemaker is sincerely DC's greatest hero? Bob, it's all a work. It's all a work. John Cena knows he's funny. He knows he gets money from it. That's why he does it. I, is John Cena's personality a work? I, I don't know if it is. Yes, it's all work. It's all one big work. I mean, I, 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 I hate it, but I mean, maybe you're right. I don't know, man. If it's a work, it's a hell of a good work. I'll say that. Bob, if there was like a pie chart in my life 
Forty percent of it would be like wrestling knowledge. Twenty <laughs> percent would probably be like Star Trek, science fiction, <laughs> and then forty percent would be like education-related junk. Okay, so does that come out? I think that comes out to be a hundred. If not, sorry. But anyway, this that, is the man you entrust with teaching your children. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, I'm just telling you. I, I know a work when I see a work. John Cena is a work. What about your vast experience in education teaches you to spot a work? I just told you, whatever percentage I told you a minute ago, that's my wrestling knowledge. I've watched I a know, whole lot I of know, wrestling. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just rubbing you the wrong way, or trying to at least. Bob, some <laughs> of us try to make careers out of things that we, <laughs> that we went to school for. Hey man, I, I have a career, it's just a very poorly paid one. Yeah, same with me, same with me. I don't know where I was going with that. Okay, anyway, <laughs> I think I just wanted to. Try, I think I wanted to try to take a jab at you, but it didn't quite work out that way. It was just kind of like mean. Sorry about I that. I mean, Bob. you're you're Sorry so about poor, that, Bob. Bob. Yes, Matt. I'm yeah, aware you're right. I'm poor. But I'm so poor too. We're both working like four jobs. I mean, on top of this, we can only like record on a Saturday morning because we're both like doing shit all the time. So, <laughs> yes, I have three part-time jobs, and I think I've said this on the podcast. None of them should exist. Yeah, yeah. See, so we're 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 all in the we're all in the same boat together. Oh God! All right. It's like yeah, that's, I, that's I, my I, immediate comeback. It's like you're poor, Bob. I don't need to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you think about the Suicide Squad. You're poor. I'm poor too. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You 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 only care when I'm admitting you're right. As soon as I go back to challenging, it's just ah, that poor son of a bitch yeah, is talking. Yeah. Why again. do I care what that man? Uh, he doesn't make any money. <laughs> <laughs> if his opinion was worth anything, they would pay him for it. Yeah. Speaking of which, if you'd like to join our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so, all right. My favorite was Peacemaker. I, I, I just like the character. I like John Cena. I think John Cena is actually a pretty good actor, honestly. I mean, I know it doesn't. He looks like a meathead, but come on. He, he's just. He, he, what he's, else has he been in? He's been in, like, The Fast and the Furious movies. He's been in several, like, comedy films where he plays. Oh, yeah. uh, he was in an Amy Schumer movie, wasn't he? Like Trainwreck. Yeah, Trainwreck, and he was. I didn't in actually his... see that, but I heard he was pretty funny in it. Yeah, he, he's just—he's just—he's not quite at the Rock's level yet, but he'll probably end up there at one point. Who do you think will be uh, our president first, the Rock or John Cena? Oh, the Rock. Yeah, yeah, he'll be our—he'll uh, be our first minority Republican president. I can feel it. Somebody like either agreed or disagreed with you in the background there. Yeah, sorry, homeless dude is having a schizophrenic episode. He's a uh, he's almost off the block. So you, so do you live with the homeless people, Bob, or do you have your own place? <laughs> I mean, it's it's Seattle, Matt. We uh, we all live with the homeless people. It's uh, it's really uh, it's really a tragedy that we can't just provide people housing. It's, it's kind of sad. It's very sad. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as San Francisco, but it's pretty close up here. It's uh, it's really ridiculous. Like just, I'm sorry, your cost of living is way higher than the actual money you make. So it goes. So it goes. Sorry, where were we? Who's your favorite character in Suicide Squad? The, the, the Suicide Squad, more like the American economy. Am I right, folks? <laughs> Uh, so my favorite character, I was a little torn. I could go with Bloodsport. I could go with Ratcatcher 2. I could go with Staru, Staru, Starro, the Kaiju. All of these were very fun. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Suicide Squad, their other one? 
I did, I did, yeah. I, okay. I actually saw it in the uh, Cinerama, which was a big theater here that since closed. They have like a huge screen. Um, saw it with my friend Alex. We had, a, we had a grand time. I mean, we both admit that it's a really stupid movie, but we had a grand time. Good, yeah. I, I, just, I was just curious, because to me, Bloodsport, I'll talk about this a little later on, but Bloodsport to me is just like Will Smith light. Oh, he is, but the the difference is that Idris Elba is a much more interesting actor than Will Smith. Um, that said, I mean, yeah, totally. He's just a re reprise of a uh, of Deadshot. Although I I have to admit I I love Deadshot as a character, and I'm not a big Will Smith fan. But when I watched uh, the first Suicide Squad movie, you you do have to give it to Will Smith. It's like, damn, this guy does have movie star charisma, and he is incredibly likable. Even though I didn't really like the version of Deadshot he was doing. Yeah, he also seems to play, like, the same character, though, in all his movies. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, like, Will Smith and Tom Cruise are probably the two Hollywood stars with, like, the most narrow and fixed personas, I would say. So, who was your favorite minor character? Oh, man, I fucking loved Weasel. So did my friends that I watched this with. Uh, such a good gag. I'm so glad they resurrected him in the mid credit scene. Um, I didn't remember him at all. Apparently, he's a f minor Firestorm villain, uh, but in Batman number 666, he is mentioned as one of uh, Damien as an adult Batman's villains. Mm. Yeah, mine was that TDK guy. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was a hoot. Had you ever heard of him as an arm fall-off boy? No, uh, no, I hadn't. But it was hilarious when he was, like, getting his arms... It was, it was hilarious when they were beating up his arms or, like, tearing apart his arms and he was, like, dying over in the corner. <laughs> that, that to me, that, that scene was hilarious. And as, yeah, as sadistic yeah. as that sounds. They, they modified it a little. Like, in the comics, I don't think he has a telepathic or telekinetic control over his arms. But, um, yeah, he's like a reject from the, the Legion of Superheroes. It was a very funny gag. Yeah, he reminds me of, like, stupid action figures, like, they used to, like, shoot off their arms, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm about? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. That's I hadn't thought about that, but that's a good connection. That's a good connection. Uh, of these, like, minor characters and gag characters, um, how many of them were, like, new to you? Honest to God, most of them were. Like, when they first released uh, the trailer for the film, I went back and looked at the characters, and I looked them all up, and I kind of looked at their origin stories, and I, I knew a couple of them, but... I, not a lot. I mean, unless you really read the Suicide Squad, I guess you're not going to be too familiar with them. Or if you read, like, some... Because these are characters that, that are disposable. I mean, that they're never really going to return to, so... Yeah, well, I think... I think most of these characters had been in the Suicide Squad at some point, and like like some of them, like I I have read Suicide Squad comics with Weasel. It just didn't I just didn't remember at all. I don't think the Weasel in the DC comics is exactly the same as the movie Weasel anyway, but um. That said, like, uh, a lot of them are just more, like, I think uh, Arm Falloff Boy or TDK wasn't really, uh, wasn't really a Suicide Squad character. I'm not sure if Mongol was, but there were, there were three I'd never heard of. Uh, Blackguard, Weasel, and Mongol were all, were all new to me. Although I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily have recognized, like, Savant visually or uh, TDK visually until, you know, it became clear, like, who they were. Did yeah. you catch that uh, cameo with the Calendar Man? I did see him, yeah, and I, but unfortunately, I had no one I could point it out to while I was watching the film because I was like, <laughs> unless you have like a pretty uh, a pretty good knowledge of comic book characters, you're like, 
Like, oh yeah, there's Calendar Man. <laughs> look at that. Look, look, look there. <laughs> it's not like the Joker or you know, yeah, somebody somebody organized. I cooked some chili and had three of my friends over, and so I got to expound a lot about like you know the two different blood sports and uh, or blood shots or whatever his name is, and uh, how uh, how great um, Amanda Waller is. Although I have to give it up, my my boy Noah actually was the one who recognized Calendar Man. I didn't I didn't notice it. Yeah, when they mentioned that Bloodsport was pretty much replacing Deadshot in this film, like I, I immediately remember that cover of uh, it was with Superman with a mullet, but it had a it has it has Bloodsport on the cover with his like orange hoodie thing or whatever he wore, mm-hmm. and like has mm-hmm. uh, he's shooting a gun at the at the uh, at the reader. I was like, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, one it, it's kind of wild. If listeners aren't aware, there were like two Bloodsports who were like. Uh, Superman villains in the late 80s, early 90s. One was a Vietnam vet and a black guy. That's the one Idris Elba is playing, obviously. He was a little bit of a black nationalist, as I recall, whereas the uh, the white guy was like a fucking Ku Klux Klan guy. And it was, now, now that I think about it, I didn't think of anything of it when we were like eight, but now that I think about it, it was a little objectionable the way they were like paralleling black and white nationalism like that. Yeah, and then there's the one, one of the comics, I know, if I remember correctly, like they end up both in prison and they end up fighting each other. Isn't that like one of the issues? Yeah, that yeah. After that? One of them yeah, dies too. I don't remember which one. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't remember either. Yeah. He gets stabbed. <laughs> it, it, who knew when we were reading those silly comics as kids that uh, one day Idris Elba would play Bloodshot in the nation's uh, or Bloodsport in the nation's biggest uh, film? Yeah, it's so annoying. I was talking about my brother about this too because I was like, all the stuff from our childhood is would have been so cool had it been like there when we were younger. And now it's like we're older and we're watching and we're like, oh yeah, that's cool. I remember those two guys. Oh yeah, and you just sound like a grandpa talking about it. Like, <laughs> it's like they're wow. making a sna- they're like they're making a Snake Eyes GI Joe movie. I mean, what the hell? Snake Eyes was literally a a GI Joe that they didn't have enough money to like put anything on, so they just painted one blue, and that was Snake oh, Eyes. I, I didn't realize that. That's funny. <laughs> that was Snake Eyes, and he was the ninja. That was it. They're just now he's a he's gonna be in a he's a leading man in a movie. He's a leading movie with his GI Joe Origins thing. <laughs> my whole childhood just all up in the film I don't like it oh man so uh, who was your least favorite character from this movie Matt I'm gonna get crap for this but I did not really care for King Shark I don't know the what hell's the, your problem I don't know what the buzz is about him I didn't care for him yeah I get it Sylvester Stallone but it was just Groot. he's a shark Matt there's nothing to get he's a shark it was Groot 2.0 maybe because I know the origin of King Shark from the Superboy days <laughs> They, they explicitly mention his origin from the Superboy days, that he's descended from the shark god. I know, Bob. I know. I, I That's what I'm saying. I just I just remember him then. I just didn't like him then. I don't like him now. I just didn't care for him. Oh, man. I, I loved King Shark. Uh, King Shark was great. Uh, for me, like, I really, really hate John Cena, but, I mean, he was playing a really good douche as Peacemaker, so it's like, you know, you kind of love to hate, um, love to hate it. So I, I guess I will go with Peacemaker. I, so Matt, I didn't watch the Watchmen miniseries um, for principled reasons. Is there uh, any influence in the way they do like Peacemaker stuff, and or I guess comedian stuff in the Watchmen miniseries on how they have John Cena playing uh, the uh, Peacemaker here? They're two completely different characters. I wouldn't, I couldn't compare compare the comedian to John Cena. 
or to Sumi Peacemaker. Okay. I, they're not. They're yeah. Sorry, I don't, there's no there's no rule. <laughs> you need well, to, that's, mean, oh, wait. That's another thing you need to damn watch. Watch the Watchmen miniseries. No, I'm not going See? to watch the Watchmen miniseries. Gosh. It's so good, and you're not going to watch it. Yeah, because it shouldn't exist. Who get? Neither should any of these other films we're watching. But they, they do. The Watchmen no, like, mini was good. I don't care if it was good. It's annoying. Like you don't need a sequel to Watchmen. I don't even like Watchmen that much anymore. It's been ruined for me by like all these awful film adaptations and but it was like, like, it's too mainstream and crossovers. It's too mainstream. No, it's just it's not that it's too mainstream. It's just that there's no point, and that it said. Like, if you want to do something that responds to Watchmen, like, DC owns all the characters that Watchmen are ripoffs from, and you should just use them. Like, use the Peacemaker to do it. You don't have to, you don't have to, like, shit on Alan Moore to... I like it when it was just me that knew about it. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't care. Like, if that were my principle, I wouldn't enjoy the Suicide Squad movie, but I enjoyed the Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, but movie. I had to, like, pull your damn teeth to get you to watch it. Yeah, because, like... I'm sorry. Are you are you are you excited for all the Marvel movies that are coming out next year, Matt? Like it's just it's too much. It's too much. No, but Disney Plus uh, is getting on my nerves. Like releasing these films the way they are. This this is this is this is relevant. I promise you. But like, did you did you read the thing about Black Widow? That ScarJo is suing because they're screwing yeah. her on the yeah yeah. Good for her. Yeah, I'm like I'm like that's that's that's. Why would they do that? Why would they like screw her out of money when this is like a that's a pretty Big because time it's... movie, like to release, you know. First, well, I see Captain Marvel really messed things up. Black Widow should have been first, like as far as female lead. Oh yeah, no, they should Marvel have made movies. Black Widow like ten years ago. Right, and I wouldn't watch it. it was it's actually a pretty good film, but you're right, it does follow the same like exact same plot trend that you, you mentioned earlier. So, well, I think the reason they're screwing her over is. I mean, not to sound too much like a radical left-winger, but that there's a fundamental asymmetry of interest between the studios and the stars. And even though the stars, you know, make vastly more money than we will ever make, at the end of the day, they're still just employees. And it's in the interest of the employers, the studios, to screw the employees as much as they can and give them as little as they can, not, not just out of, like, the sort of you know, oh, we, we can't afford to give ScarJo another $10 million or whatever, but out of the broader principle that, oh, if we have to give ScarJo another $10 million or whatever, then we'll have to give that to the next person too. So it's just, you know, they're just tight-fisted employee, employers, and that's that's why they're trying to undercut ScarJo, and they would do that to any other uh, actor or actress they could as well. Yeah, but, but to, to bring this full circle, though, what I'm saying is Disney Plus releases these films like Black Widow, but you have to pay an extra $30 to watch it like when it's in the theater. Oh, boy. Whereas I appreciate HBO Max and just releasing the film for subscribers without charging me an additional $30 to watch it in my house. You know, Unquestionably, uh, HBO Max is giving you the better deal, although, I mean, it is also worth pointing out what the monthly cost of HBO Max is versus Disney Plus or Disney whatever. Guess what? It's free, motherfucker. <laughs> you want to know why? Because they bundle Our... with AT&T. They bundle with AT&T. Maybe, Corporations! Maybe not, <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not for too much longer since apparently AT&T is divesting itself. Of Corporations connecting together to offer me cool entertainment so I don't question things. 
I mean, I just want to say that that the cost of the subscription is already reflected in your AT and T bill, Matt. Whether they list it or not, Bobby, I'm not questioning things. <laughs> <laughs> it looks free. <laughs> I like how you dropped in our prior episode. You had your, you know, your Southern white trash accent, but now it got more like New Jersey Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just gonna keep switching up a little bit. I'm just saying, I appreciate HBO Max doing that. Thank you, HBO. For not making, not charging me an arm and a leg to watch Suicide Squad, and anything else DC related. That. All right. So you are going to watch the Peacemaker miniseries then? Uh, yes. Why would I not? I mean, I I don't know. It's it's the Peacemaker. He's one of the worst characters in DC. John Cena is one of the worst wrestlers of all time. John Cena is not one of the worst wrestlers of all time. You're on a different planet. You have no hustle, flow, loyalty, respect, or whatever. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't have any of those things. None at all. None at all. <laughs> all right. Um, I, I feel like I know what the answer to this is going to be. It's going to be the same as the answer that, yes, John Cena is in on the joke. But So is Cy Stallone in on the joke that he's of him playing King Shark? Yes. It's a work. It's it's all a work. He knows what he's doing. He got the money. It's Groot 2.0, Bob. Vin Diesel did Groot. Same thing. <laughs> he got paid truckloads of money. To say I am Groot, sliced along, got paid truckloads of money to sit in, in in front of a microphone just like we're doing, and record like ten lines. So, uh, any thoughts on Harley Quinn and Ratcatcher Two as the uh, two opposed faces of North Atlantic millennial womanhood? I really I enjoyed Ratcatcher Two. I thought she was kind of funny. She really like does sum up the millennial. Sleepy, lazy, fond of cute animals, big dad issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pr- that's pretty much all millennials, not just millennial women. Yeah, damn millennials. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, disclaimer: we I don't really feel that way, but I just think that yeah, that she she fits that whole uh, perception. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. So, what was your uh, favorite joke? <laughs> okay, that whole scene. I really like the scene where the the village of freedom fighters get slaughtered like where uh blood sport and peacemaker have that like uh the dick comparing competition where they're both like shooting people different ways you know and trying to like pull off these awesome mm-hmm. shots and then right at the very end you get that deadpan whole thing where it's like oh wait a minute these weren't <laughs> they didn't actually kidnap colonel flag they actually rescued him <laughs> <laughs> i do just want to I do just want to complain about your characterization of them as freedom fighters. I don't think any uh, guerrilla group in Latin America that has the full support of the U.S. government can be characterized as freedom fighters. I would say uh, Contras or uh, death squads might be Bob, more accurate The U.S. Term. is about freedom, and they have the full support of the United States. Hey, freedom. At, le- at, le- at least the U.S. Ac- accidentally killed their death squad uh, in, this, in this movie, and that was hilarious. I agree. I, I was also, even though I like this movie a whole lot, I was very uh, annoyed by how much anti-Cuba and anti-Venezuela propaganda it was. Although, in the end, it, uh, of course, did turn out that the U.S. was the big bad, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I think my favorite joke was that uh, James Gunn was trying to top Quentin Tarantino in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with fetishizing Margot Robbie's feet, specifically in that uh, scene where she was escaping. Um, that that was pretty funny. Also, in a sort of sexualized vein, uh, the use of Starro for a series of facial gags was uh, pretty amusing. Pretty pretty lowbrow, but pretty amusing. I, I have to give it up for that. Yeah, Bob looks too far into this. I didn't know. I didn't notice any of that crap. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> you must just have a foot fetish of your own, is what that boils down to, because I didn't even think about that. I, it, it's a well-known fact that, like, uh, QT has a foot yeah, fetish. Yeah, I know he does, but you're just pulling, you're just, like, looking like, oh, there's feet on the screen, so obviously he's making fun of Quentin Tarantino. I didn't even notice But it, it was he was using the same actress. <sighs> okay. I'll give it to you, but okay, Bob, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's exactly what he was doing there. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, 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 and I'm not even—I'm not even, even, even saying anything about your about your story facial gag. I, I didn't—I didn't get that. I think that's just a secret fantasy you have. Yes, Matt. I've, I've long been wanted to just get pelted in the face by both strange energy and a starfish. Yes. Looking back at this film, anything you think they could have done differently? Well, so the only thing I like about Scott Snyder's Justice League run is that he uh, writes Starro as a dirtbag, and uh, I think that would have been funny if uh, Starro had been a bit of a dirtbag. But uh, I can see why they didn't. It didn't really fit, like, the kaiju theme of Starro. But I, I would have liked to have seen Dirtbag Starro. My brother sent me this m- meme or something, and it was Starro dressed as Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's from that, that run. That's yeah. also good. Yeah, just so you guys know, Bob is suggesting you read a comic book where Starro No, I'm not suggesting. I'm saying that the, I'm it, saying that, that j- <laughs> Liar. No, I'm saying that series is, that Justice League run is terrible, but the use of Starro is good. Like, I do not like Scott Snyder's Justice League run. I think it's really bad. I do think the use of Starro is funny. So, yeah, Starro becomes Robin or something like that. It's really weird. My brother was asking about it because he's like, what is this shit? I don't want to read comics ever again. I was like, yep, that's right. Scott Snyder turned down one more fan, <laughs> turned away one more fan. <laughs> Man, you guys are the lamest comics fans ever. Oh, it's something funny and new. I it's hate not it. funny and new. It's stupid. Starro's the well, I, Oh, I'm sorry. When was when was the last time a starfish was Batman's sidekick? I don't know because it's that stupid, Bob. It's like, it's like Bat. Well, Batcal's kind of funny. I, shut up. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> shut up. Get back to what we're talking about. All right. The only thing I regret, Idris Elba's Bloodsport, the way he's written, is is like I said, he's just like Deadshot. It's not a bad performance at all. The whole thing feels like they just could they couldn't get Will Smith, so they just put him in there. But he is better at it than Will Smith, no? I, I mean, I like Idris Elba though, and I do like Will Smith too. I, I mean, I, in an ideal world, it it just would have been Idris Elba playing Deadshot from the beginning. Yeah, I can give you that. Yeah, yeah, but they they needed the name Will. They needed Will Smith to carry it though, in that first film. I mean, I don't know if they did, but they thought they did at least. Yeah. And then the other thing, too, is to me, Waller is, like, played way too weak in this one. Like, when she gets knocked out, I thought that was so stupid. I, yeah, I, I could agree that I kind of wish Waller had had more of a role. Like, the Wall's a great character, but I, I, I don't think I minded it as much as she minded it. Waller's involvement should have been more in this film. I guess it's because she was so involved with the first one. This one, she just kind of, it looked like, she did all her scenes in maybe a day and was done. Yeah, yeah. So this was far and away the best DC movie, right? Oh yeah, yeah, by a long shot. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything that uh, compares to it from the, from the, what is it, the, the DC Extended Universe is what the we're calling DC it. The DC Extended Universe, the DC EU. Yeah, yeah, and then were you uh, surprised or a little disappointed that they uh, axed uh, Boomer so early? Uh, I was surprised. Whoa, they already killed Captain Boomerang, but I, he wasn't missed. He was, he was really obnoxious in the first film. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the intent of the character. 
Yeah, I, I was a little sad just because I really like the character of Captain Boomerang in the comics. But, I mean, it was well done and, like, set up the sort of, you know, stakes of the movie very well, as it were. So, my boy says that uh, the Corto Maltese bar scene is meant to be a direct shot at the bar scene in the first movie, which, honestly, I don't remember that scene well enough to have an opinion on it. But your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was a direct diss. There were a couple of scenes in there that were a direct diss. What were the other ones that came to mind? Bloodsport's talking to his daughter, and you think mm-hmm. you're going to get one of those, you think you're going to get a dead shot daughter scene, and really it's completely the opposite. It's like, <laughs> he goes he goes <laughs> off on her and is cussing and like, just being mean as hell. Yeah, whereas the in, with, with Deadshot in the first film, it was, you know, there was this loving relationship between father and daughter that that was the reason he was, he was all into this, and... Yeah. Which they yeah, kind of touch yeah. on later on down later on in the film, but it's nothing like it was in the first one, where the whole reason Deadshot's doing what he's doing is just so he can be with his daughter. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, much funnier the second time through. Um, so, uh, you want? Do you want to see the air cut of the original Suicide hell, Squad? Hell no, no. <laughs> that's one. That's one superhero film I do not want to see. And I mean, it's not going to come out, and I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to try to convince you to watch it because I'm not. It's just. Did you watch the Justice League thing? Recut oh, hell no. I, I saw the original cut, the Whedon cut, and I hated it. Or I didn't hate it, but I thought it was meh. And I have no desire to see the Snyder cut at all, especially since it's so long. And it sounds like it's actually not that different. It's like different, but not that different. And it's just so long. No, I, I never watched the Snyder cut. I might watch the air cut. I mean, if it, it if it turned out to be like six hours, I definitely wouldn't. That's absurd. <laughs> But I, I might I might watch the air the yeah, air cut if they released it. I watched the Snyder cut. No, it's not worth watching. I don't remember the original Justice League film. I don't remember anything that happened in it. But watching the the Snyder cut, I'm just like, okay, I remember certain parts of this were in the original film, but that's it. Nothing really stood out. Nothing was that different. You had a bunch of weird ass scenes that looked like they were pulled straight from um, the video game uh, Injustice. Mm-hmm. It was just weird shit. And then. Uh, Jared Leto's Joker. I don't want to see any more of him. So if they do an air cut, I know they're going to be like shoving him in there like as much as they can, and I just, I don't care for him. I think it's stupid. Ugh. Yeah, I, I I'm not like in love with the Jared Leto Joker, but I don't I don't have like the strong visceral reaction to it that you or a couple of my friends up here have. It's just you know I'll, I I I don't mind it that much. Yeah, I, I didn't want to see the Justice League Whedon cut back when it came out, but uh, friends drug me along, and, you know, what can I say? I'm a sucker for uh, listening to my friends and watching bad movies. Although sometimes it works out well, like with the Suicide Squad. The last fact I wanted to close out on, which I wasn't aware of until you told me, was that uh, the island nation of Corto Maltese is originally... Um, in the Dark Knight Returns, uh, I think in issue three, like Superman is doing some Reagan-esque right-wing terrorism down there. And then you said it's also where Vicki Vale took war photos in uh, the 1989 Batman movie. And I, I had forgotten both of those things. Yeah, she's like flipping through photos, or Joker's flipping through her photos, and he's like, he like holds one up and he's like, oh, this is what I like. And it's some like dead body, and it was like she had taken it in the Corto Maltese. Uh, I, I, actually, not to that back, Bruce Wayne says, oh yeah, I've seen your photos from the Corto Maltese. I mean, how the hell do you get like this random-ass island to show up in so many different places? And, uh, it, it, well, it's actually an homage to this series of like Italian graphic novels. They're like adventure, sea adventure novels. I've read a couple. They're really good. I'd like, I'd like to read the rest of them. I think IDW put out the full set a few years ago. But that, the Miller was using the name as a direct homage to that Hugo Pratt series of graphic novels. Well, that makes sense. 
Yeah. So do you think this is uh, better than Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 to sort of wrap up on that question? You're, you're, you're comparing apples to oranges. Like, I think no, Matt, both... I'm comparing superhero films to superhero films. No, you're comparing apples to oranges. The, the, superhero the... films to superhero no, films. They're both great films. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy has a better soundtrack. That's about it. I mean, like, they're, they're not the same. They're both superhero films no, from they're the not. same director. No, they're okay, but they're not, like, you can't compare the two. They're both completely different. No. They're both superhero films from the same director with very strong soundtracks that feature a team of rogues who originate in a prison. Guardians of the Galaxy, they don't originate in a prison. They get together in a prison. That's why it's different. They start the off as a, they start off in a prison in the Suicide Squad. <laughs> they end up in a prison in the middle of Guardians of the Galaxy. No. The I like both of these movies, but they could not be more similar. The Suicide Squad have bombs in their brains that are gonna be they're gonna they're gonna be exploded if uh, they they don't follow the, like the rules. Nobody's got bombs in the Guardian of the Galaxy's brains. You're right, Matt. There, there's no comparison at all. I Completely don't even know different. Why I, I don't even know why I wrote this question. I'm not even going to answer this question. You, you've convinced me that there's just no connection between these two movies directed by the same person with the same scenario originating in prisons. So there's just no connection other than all of the six I just listened. Bob, I just when listened. did they go into space in, in, in Suicide Squad? Starro comes from space. We see footage of Starro in space on a motherfucking spaceship. But when did they go to? But they don't go to space. The Suicide Squad. They're on Earth. Your it's mom different. should go to space. It's different, Bob. It's different. All right. So since you've convinced me that this is apparently a totally irrelevant question, and that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One and the Suicide Squad could not be more different, despite both being superhero movies that start in a prison with stand, uh, standout soundtracks where a ragtag group of outcasts come together as a family. Despite that, they couldn't be more different. So I'll just ask instead, um, which did you think had a better soundtrack, the uh, first Suicide Squad movie or the second? Honestly, I don't remember what the music was from the first Suicide Squad, but I think it was better, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I think they spent like two-thirds of the budget of the first movie on the soundtrack. Yeah, I think it was like a, it was like one music video, basically. So yeah, I'm pretty sure the first yeah. movie had the better soundtrack. I couldn't tell you a song from it, though, but it... it I... It, it, they used a lot of like pretty memorable stuff. There was some Rolling Stones. There was a lot of other stuff. I I would say though that I think in uh, the second Suicide Squad movie, like they integrated the soundtrack into the storytelling a little better. Whereas, as you said in the first one, it was more just like music video quality. All right. Well, this has been the uh, bonus episode for Babylon Five versus Deep Space Nine on the Suicide Squad movie. Uh, you know, it started with the friendship being repaired, as I admitted to Matt that he was right. It ends with me really sullen, angry, and resentful at Matt for his inability to think comparatively. And yeah, that's been the episode. I'm uh, Bob from Cascadia. You've heard Matt from the Southland. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.